the fuck is up? Hi. Rambling with purpose. <laughs> Mother uh, effers. Oh, oh, we I, coming in hot today. We coming in hot. I like it. I'm Daisy. And this is Kat. And we've got a wonderful guest here. I'm so excited to have the one, the only, my sister from another mister, Kaylee. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. We're Thank so you. happy to have you. This was a very spontaneous thing, and I'm really, really glad that you said yes to yeah. come on. because we decided like hours ago. Yep. I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it. We love a good impromptu podcast. Exactly. Exactly. How did you guys come to be in each other's lives? Oh, that's a loaded question. You want to throw it all the way back? Yeah, okay. throw it all the way back. Um, so Bust in it. high school, Lindsay's, there was an, a love interest of Lindsay's that was a good friend of mine. Okay. So this boy pulled her into our friend group and I attached and I said, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. I love you're, that. You're mine. <laughs> screw the boy. You're yeah. Screw the boy. We didn't yeah. need any of those men. All, all of our friends have pretty much dispersed and we're, you know, we're loose. They've grown and whatever, and but we've this, stayed tight. This we're right really here. Close. Yeah. No, this ain't going nowhere. <laughs> this ain't going nowhere. <laughs> all right. But I was going to say, throwing it all the way back, once upon a time, I was selling oh. vegetables on the corner of my street for my dad, like from his garden when I was like, Ten. A child, probably less than like 10. a child, and this bitch comes whipping down the street on her bike, like no helmet, just this little baddie, just likes cruising around. I was probably like a mile and a half away from my house, further uh, than she was supposed to be, very much further. And Bad bitch, um, my parents definitely didn't know where I was, and I was just <laughs> cruising the neighborhood, ripping going, it, yeah. And they see her pass by, and I'm like, hi, hi. I specifically <laughs> saw Daisy and her brother outside, and I was like, oh my god, I. I really hope that, like, I don't want to say hi. Like, I was literally like, I hope they don't notice me. Because I knew that they were around my age. I could just tell. Right. Like, and when kids see other kids, they're like, hey, what's up? Instantly. Hey, one like, of the first don't things, talk to me. I tried to make the turn extra wide so I wasn't near, like, the corner where her brother and her were set up. <laughs> I tried so hard to avoid it. And... Uh, Daisy came popping out of nowhere <laughs> and invited me into her yard almost immediately. Yeah. I was so, like, come hey. I love that at such a young age, you were already avoiding social interaction. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's me. It's pretty telling of where we're at now. <laughs> I like to go out and I like to be alone. That's yeah. for sure. Please yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> yep. And I, I don't know if we like, I think we hung out for like two seconds after that. I might have even like. Got so, on my bike back to your house. Do no, you remember? At that point, you were cleaning up your little uh, vegetable stand and yes. you asked me to help you clean up. So <laughs> I helped you clean up. Vegetable stand. Thank you. Yeah, I've just been a hustler <laughs> since day one. I helped you clean up and then I, st I was on my way and I was like, cool. okay, it's time for me to leave now. You're like, I gotta get home. <laughs> Goodbye. Leave it, leave it to Daisy, wave somebody down on the side of the road. Can you help me? To help with chores. <laughs> These are my dad's vegetables and I'm selling them. You can take them. some. <laughs> you can taste them if you help me bring them back for your efforts. <laughs> and then. And so we were very young at that point and we had yeah. gone to the same elementary school, but I was a couple grades ahead of Daisy. So we just never really, uh, we weren't friends at that age. Right. We and didn't really know each other. I, it, that was the last interaction we had until again in high school. Right. I do remember seeing her in middle school and being like, wow, that cool girl's so cool because she was very, um, I remember being intimidated by you cause you were the, one of the kids in the back of the bus and I was like <laughs> oh, too scared shit. to go sit in the back of the bus. Yeah. And Daisy at that point had a very, um, she knew her style. She oh. was uh, very confident in herself. She yeah. was, 
outwardly like I don't I can't put even a word explain to it. it put a word to it she was a little emo goth girl and <laughs> I was intimidated so and hot. I was like so hot I, I was literally like wow I can't believe she knows herself so well at this age like I am inspired to like know myself better like she has the confidence to just like rock herself in that way and not care what anybody <laughs> else thinks like love that and I just love like kept that, that at the back of my mind and then we eventually became friends and yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love that because I would never have thought that from the internal point of view while I was my little emo goth self. Like, realistically, I'm like, I'm trying here. Like, <laughs> so I love that that's how it was perceived. Like, looking back, like, that makes baby Daisy very happy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said that, too, because I thought the same exact thing when I met Daisy in college. Um, you you weren't in your goth phase, unfortunately. I <laughs> sadly <laughs> missed that. So sad. But... Um, you were in your bright, happy, hippie daisy phase. Yes. And I remember being like, this girl knows her shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, this girl the confidence you have just it. has it all figured oh. out. Even That's, if it's not internal, it's outward. <laughs> I need to, like, remember that in my moments of insecurity and things. Because, like, I don't always feel that way internally. And I'm always like, how the hell are people taking me? Because I don't know how I'm coming off. I think I'm wilding over here. Like, <laughs> but really clearly you guys had some good perspective. So thank you for sharing yeah. that because it's a good reframe in my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> you are so welcome. Well, Gary. so beyond us meeting each other, let's dive in on kind of what we wanted to talk about today. First off, I've known Kaylee since then and we've been close now for over 10 years. Yeah, that's right. Going, I think going on 15 Isn't that crazy? Wow. At this point. That's actually crazy. I, th I think we were like at 13, 14. Right, so like, a, yeah, We're, we're closer between. to 15 than 10 though. relationship. <laughs> actually bananas, it's truly though, it really is. Um, and so like, I've just like watched you through a lot of phases of your life and sadly like you have experienced a lot of loss in your life and had to deal with everything that comes with that which obviously is a lot of trauma yeah. um so you know we're so grateful that you were willing to come on today to kind of talk a little bit about that um and share that and and you know be vulnerable in a space that can be a little intimidating sometimes but you know and and to help you out we're going to ask you some absolutely really ridiculous questions after we yes. go through <laughs> yes after we go through the hard process of working on ourselves and talking about you know the traumas that we all we all go through right yeah. absolutely it's the yin to the yang right we've got to balance that. it definitely <laughs> necessary cuz it's hard for me i've noticed to when I'm get myself into a state of like allowing my vulnerability or just allowing myself to be sad, I have noticed that it's so hard to like take myself out of that spot, even though I'm yes. not sad in the moment. Like if I bring myself to sadness, getting yourself, getting myself out of sadness. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would appreciate some nice light. A little bounce back at the yeah. end. Yeah, we got, we got you. <laughs> Definitely. And I, I feel like that's a very relevant thing that a lot of people go through. Like for me, I, have the same problem. I am so willing and able to like help my friend get out of this. We same. talked about this on the on Timmy's podcast. You know, mm -hmm. Timmy will go out of his way to help any one of his friends. Like if they're having a shitty day, get them out of bed and get them up and motivated. But if it's for me, I'm like, no, yeah, can't right. do it. please Absolutely stop. Not. Like it's so hard, <laughs> or not even stopping your friends from doing it for you, but like you you don't do it the same that you do it for right. others. Right, you don't it's not carry not creating same. that space for yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's hard. I just want to say shout out to Timmy Gorham because the other day, uh, Timmy reached out for me for support and I was so proud of him. Yay, and I'm going to yes. make sure you're okay with me sharing that after I record this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love that. So um, 
humans in the mic if you remember back to episode six processing grief yes processing loss sorry yep that um episode i i was talking a little bit about kaylee's brother um so um that was something that was in november yes november 18th is when he passed yeah yeah and that was so that was my most recent death that i was dealing with and that is probably the hardest death that i have dealt with and just to back it up a little bit, I've lost my mom, my dad, and my one brother. So I am kind of familyless, so to speak. But you still um, got your chosen family. I do. We're and never I'm very you. appreciative. Um, but yeah, so like I it starts kind of with losing my dad by the age of 21. Then I lost my mom by the age of 25. And now I'm 28 and I did just lose my brother. So losing all three family members before you're 30 is and in a short period it is very heavy all in your early 20s like early mid 20s that's so much to go through and nobody can understand what what how much that impacts you yeah you know in such a short period of time you having to process all of that grief and you know even the the stuff that comes with people passing you know like the the bills and the funerals and putting that all together like that is so much for someone to go through and Mm -hmm. I just commend you for how resilient you are yeah it's definitely tough it's kind of one of those situations where like obviously everybody deals with death and everybody has to Mm -hmm. has some like level of death in their life kind of no matter what it obviously doesn't come as strong and as heavy as I've dealt with it in this young age but it definitely happens. And so like so many people will reach out and offer guidance and offer support and and it's great. And I wouldn't be able to do it without the support and everybody, you know, it takes, it literally takes a, a village to raise mm-hmm. somebody. So I, I agree that it takes a village just to support somebody just as well. Um, but with that being said, like, I don't think people realize just how, big of a deal it is and I don't it's not it's not easy obviously to to help somebody through their grieving process but I don't see any more I don't see any more compassion than I did like a couple months ago but I know I'm still feeling the same way that I did Mm. and not that I'm looking for more compassion but I think I'm looking for understanding and like gentleness everyone right everyone well one one thing that you were just touching upon that i wanted to ask you is you know does it almost of course you're you're so happy is totally not the right word but you're so appreciative of all the support when people reach out but does that also sometimes get draining and overbearing it does get draining from people who aren't necessarily close to me like if i if somebody is reaching out they're not really close like i I'm always going to appreciate the fact that they're thinking of me and the fact that they want me to be better and stuff like that. But it does get overwhelming when, say, like family members only reach out in those circumstances, Mm. stuff like that. Or like you say you see a friend who was, you know, um, maybe like say I saw a friend of my brother's. It's hard to not go back to that place of grief for mm-hmm. me when all they want to do is kind of move forward from it and right. it's really hard for me to see people and just pretend like 
you can keep I can it keep moving. it moving. Like, yeah, if I see just somebody randomly in public and they'll just want to talk and chit chat, like a lot of the times it'll bring up repress, repressed feelings that I didn't realize I had based on like my brother's death or something. And it's, it's hard because I know they don't want to see me sad and I know it's not their, like, it's not their place to judge me being sad or anything, oh. but it's almost like people just want you to kind of move on. And it's mm, not like they say yes. that. Yeah. And they it's not like- They want to put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't yeah. want to like get deeper. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like a, a lot of people like, are so quick to offer help, but not actually know how to put that into play. Right. Like they want to support you. No, of course not. But I think a lot of the times it's unintentionally empty support. Em it is. A lot of it comes with empty support. Death it, definitely comes with empty and support. And that's like where like humans need to learn better ways to support people in moments of grief. Like, And don't offer support if you cannot provide support. If right. you cannot like, if you're just doing this to make yourself feel better that, okay, I said, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. Right. Then don't do it. It's, yeah. If you can't think of concrete ideas or ways to actually support that person, I'm going to drop off a meal. I want to bring by a gas card. I want to watch your son. I want to cover your shift. Like those are the things that are concretely and functionally supportive of somebody when they're like, how can I help you? You yeah. know what I mean? Versus like, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. It's like, then it puts it on the person who's grieving to yeah. like figure out how to right. tell someone to do something for them when like you right. can bear, you're, you're, you're holding on the best you can. Right. The one thing that I would say to anybody trying to help somebody through a grieving process is just do something for them. Pick something, pick, like just decide that you're gonna do it because asking them what they need doesn't ever work asking them to reach out if they ever need anything doesn't ever happen unless you're literally the right hand person like also also if you're not choosing an action and executing it you're putting something else on their plate by saying hey let me know if you need anything do you want me to do this for you right they don't need to make another decision right you, you already have so many decisions you have to make that you don't want to why do you need to, I, I don't know bring me a fucking casserole yeah, yeah. literally just do whatever you do sit. whatever you want that makes you happy come and hang out like yeah. spend some time so i can like come clean my house like yeah, yeah. something so i I can like just rest, you know? Right. Yeah. I really, I really resonate with what you were saying though, um, about it's almost as if like people just want to move on and it can be really frustrating from your perspective. Cause you know, this isn't going to change overnight. This is going to be something you live with for the rest right. of your life. It just exactly. gets easier with every day and you know, it's never going to go away, but it's something that's going to be, you're going to be dealing with your whole life. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating when the entire world keeps spinning and just forgets, you know, everybody yeah. remembers that that one week or two weeks or whatever it is. And then everybody just goes on with their daily lives like nothing happened. And right. I can totally understand that because when I went through this really big breakup, that's how that's how I, I feel. And I still feel sometimes, you know, it's I still struggle with it and I'm I'm working on myself every day and, and focusing on myself. But it does sometimes feel as if like why the fuck do people expect me just to be totally fine? Yeah. Right. It's a very frustrating thing because I see that, like you said, in so many different aspects where like people will like endure like very heavy traumas and just go through traumatic events. And not that there isn't support, but 
it's just very empty support and it's frustrating. Right. It's, people need to learn how to better support people who are grieving. Yeah, and I don't want to take for granted the good support because there is totally. so much, like especially from the, your your you know loved ones, from people who are close by, that is like very valid and it does not take away from the empty support by any means. Right. But I don't think that there's, a lot of people don't really know how to like deal with somebody who's processing death. A lot of people just you, don't. You like literally read my mind because I was about to say deaths and and dealing with loss is such a uncomfortable and awkward situation, yeah. right? And from the person the person's perspective of, you know, trying to be a supporter of you or whatever, they're trying to be there for you, but they're feeling awkward and uncomfortable. And I mean, I'll, I'll be completely transparent. I remember the first time I saw you after Mike's passing, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm so sorry for your death. But in those moments, you know, I never know what to say. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from how big of a situation this is for you. Yeah. But I also need you to acknowledge that I love you and I, I have support right. for you and I'm you here for you. That. And right. that's, and that's genuine, but also it doesn't matter how uncomfortable or awkward or weird I'm feeling in that moment, how uncomfortable and awkward are you feeling? You're literally just lost your brother, Yeah, you know, and you have to deal with this conversation times a million. Yeah, literally. Mm -hmm. I have been still dealing with people who haven't seen me since my brother's passing and it, it every, not every single time because it matters on really who the person is who's right. in front of me. But a lot of the times it, I don't expect it. And when they bring it up, it kind of catches me off guard. And it's almost as if like, I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we didn't have this conversation yet. So I want to give you the space to have this. Like you deserve oh. to like, tell me that you feel bad. And that's a, and oh, that's, hard that's a whole because other it, conversation. It gives guilt on me for like, Allow, wanting to give other people space. Right. And, you should uh, not be worried about anybody's yeah. space. You need to yeah. worry about your space. Right. And it's not like, I, I'm not worried that heavily, but it, it is like one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I'm getting overwhelmed, but like, I'm gonna let them kind of finish what they were saying. And right. like, it is a lot, but I didn't yeah. want to talk about this. And right. I, yeah. I remember like, I mean, it's been with, with any of these deaths in your life, like I especially remember it with your mom, like people were reaching out like left and right, right? Like, mm -hmm. especially with your brother too. But I remember back to your mom, people were reaching out left and right to you. People reached out to me yeah, about it, asking like, what happened? What's going on? And it's like, to some degree, I'd rather somebody reach out to me, be like knowing that I'm like, I'm, I might have some info or I can help them out so that you don't have to carry that. Because that's another big thing is like, everyone reaching out to support you, but also what happened. And then you have, you are now carrying the weight of telling, you're grieving yourself. Yeah. And now you're carrying the weight of telling everybody else what just happened, which is just trigger, 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 trigger. Right. A million times over and over and over again. Like that's a lot of, of pressure to, to put on yourself, you know? Yeah, honestly, it it is. It really is. And like having to, <laughs> because I, and the one person in my family left, I had to yeah. tell everybody that my brother died. And that and was that's pretty fucked. hard. Like no one, that was, people don't use, like no one knows how to deal with that. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, how do I navigate this space now? Like yeah. what the fuck? I had to like reach out obviously to like distant family and friends and 
Yeah, that was it's like hard. you're trying to deal with this loss, and now you have a whole new job. Yeah, to take care of everyone yeah. else during their grieving process. And beyond that, I mean, and how unfair that comes is that? With like preparing for like the ceremonies and everything that come with death, like right. Oh my God, it's yeah, so was... fucking much and it takes away, like, I don't know, it's a balance, right? Like it kind of takes away from your space to grieve, but it's almost like a filler and it allows you to move forward yeah, in some way. This, this grieving process has definitely been different from the other ones. So like with my dad, I wasn't at all hands-on with the funeral. Also like to give a little bit more of a background, we didn't have a crazy great relationship growing up. So our relationship was just starting to like flourish as we got older, as I got older with my father. And um, so with his passing, it wasn't like it wasn't sad because it was sad, but it wasn't traumatic. And it was almost like he was like a distant relative almost, mm. which sucks, but like it kind of just was what it was. Like we mm. didn't, we didn't, we weren't close. It, it was what it was. I was sad, okay. but it wasn't hard hard and then my mom passed and with that obviously we were much closer and it was almost sudden in the sense of I knew we all knew it was coming because she was um sick she she had a a, um disease that eventually ended her life but um it was one of those situations where she didn't necessarily get dramatically sicker to the point where we knew it was coming it kind of was a slow process and it was sudden like uh, she wasn't right. she wasn't very very sick at the end of her life it was kind of like a turn of events that just caused her death and she was sick so we kind of knew it was inevitable but it was Not the suddenness really like really really hit and even with that i wasn't really hands on with the funeral and stuff like that my grandmother was in the lead of taking, like taking that was her. Baby. It was yeah, that was it was her kid. So she did all the um, the background stuff for that, and I kind of just showed up to the funeral, and um, I was able to grieve in my own way. And obviously, the funeral helped me grieve and stuff. And I was able to grieve after. So with then, I feel like I had a lot of like processing time. But with like my brother, uh, it was one, extremely sudden. It was an accident. So that made it extremely like hard to process. It was actually so hard to like wrap my head around the fact that he was gone. Like months later down the line, I would just kind of like think like, oh, he's gonna kind of pop in the house. Like he's just gonna kind of show up because that's kind of like the relationship we had. And um, there'd be like so many of those thoughts like passing or like in conversation. Oh yeah, and Mikey. It's like fuck, yeah. And those, like, and those moments shit. where you genuinely forget. Yeah, it was. It you was have to like relive it, right? And um, so with that, like the the suddenness, and then also me having to put the funeral together. I didn't have to, but I I took it upon myself because to. like one, it's my brother, but like it wasn't my grandmother's responsibility to do that. So I I did it, and because I think I was so focused on that. I, it was really hard to process. It was not easy for me to accept that that death was like real. It almost felt like a job that I had to accomplish because of all the work right. that went into like creating a funeral and putting it all together and all these other things. It kind of put grieving on the back burner. Right. And not that I didn't eventually get back around to grieving because the whole funeral, like that helped me really process. That really like 
jump started like okay like this the is actual real. like ceremony and everything yeah the yeah. ceremony and so many people showed up there were so many people to support and like obviously just like hugging each one of my brother's friends and stuff that like that helped a lot obviously but then again like I've kind of just cornered myself into this position where I am putting grieving on the back burner again because I have been focusing on planning a memorial for him so mm-hmm. I'm super proud of that. I'm like so glad of all the work that has gone into it. It's actually like coming so soon and it's gonna be really wonderful. But again, I think that really like distracted the grieving process because there's so many times now where like, I know there's not like any certain responses expected of me, but I will just get so overwhelmed with sadness. And it's not that that's not normal at this point, but like I was like going into, This is super silly. I was going into a pizza shop in Situate, and it was one of the pizza shops that my brother frequented. And Which one? Harbor House of Pizza, Situate Mass. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy behind the counter like was like, oh my God, like I'm so sorry. He knew exactly who I was. Ugh. And like, it just made me really sad. Yeah, and worse. like, just like talking about it now, it's like, it just brings up so much emotion because like what the f- why am i sad over going into a pizza shop <laughs> oh, oh my god no that makes the, the most you know sense I mean? in it's entire random world. it's it really, really random well, it's that, not i was i was going you just answered two of my questions that i had for you if you were comfortable is what 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 is you know your grieving everybody has a different grieving process Absolutely. and what's your what what was your grieving process and it's not and sounds like you know obviously your grieving process is still continuing and will yeah. continue forever yeah but, absolutely but I, I think that's a very, very common thing with people's deaths is is to put it on the back burner. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it's... And to throw yourself into things. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's very common. And it's not that that's a bad thing or like... Right. Or I was so grateful thing. that I had that opportunity to put my mind to, like during these like really dark winter months, basically like right. he, he passed in November. It was right before Thanksgiving and... All the holidays. All the holidays came and went. And then right in like January is basically like the like dullest time of the year for me. I don't have much work to do. I'm sitting inside. It's very cold and dark. And I definitely get seasonal depression. And it preach. It was just uh, I was grateful for the opportunity to distract myself during those months, like January, February, March. Planning for this. Planning the tournament and all that stuff. But I have a hundred percent noticed that it has put my grieving on the back burner and I kept on being so like grateful at first, but now it's not that I'm not grateful that I had something to distract me, but I'm just like, like I'm going to have to deal with this. Like don't pretend like it's it's not a real thing. The black cloud over your head. Yeah. It's real. But that's, that's, I mean, I think that's okay. I mean, I think you're going to process it whenever you're ready to sit down and process it and it's not going to be an overnight thing. You're not going to have one cry. Right. Okay. I'm healed. And what's really cool is that like you're going this, this tournament, which we'll talk more about humans and the mic will definitely give you more lowdown on what that is. So you guys can check it out hopefully. Um, But that it's given like, it's allowed yourself to throw yourself into something that is still very meaningful in regards to Mikey, in regards to your brother, you know, yeah. like it's very much so like in his name, you're p- keeping throwing yourself alive. into something in his name. Yeah. And, you know, once this is all set up and ready to go, like, you know, like we've been talking about this, you've been doing so, so, so much work and it's going to allow it to be 
a more fluid process in the future years. It's okay. We all burp. On <laughs> we all burp. It's all right. Oh my it's going to allow it to be a more like fluid process in the future, which means you're not going to have to be putting so, so, so much time into setting up this, this memorial each year. Um, but regardless, that's going to allow you the space. Once this happens, once the yeah. event happens, you're going to, first off, feel incredible for what you've accomplished mm -hmm. in Mikey's name. Like, that's really awesome. And then I feel like there will probably come a big release, as yeah. much as that might be scary and intimidating. Release. But yeah. I think there will be probably some sort of release that comes after that that's going to be beautiful and scary and awful and and necessary all in one. You know? And I think what you said about the, the pizza shop is the biggest thing about processing loss is – you know, I was going to ask you, how has this affected you on a, on a micro scale? And that's exactly what I mean. I feel, I feel as if those small things even impact you on a grander scale in your grief yeah, process. It's like right. it, walking into that pizza shop or that song coming on or that road you guys drove down or whatever it, whatever it may be. You know, I feel like those are the ones that hit because for me, I, I talk about this all the time, but it's all about the small moments in life. And those are the moments that you cherish. Those yeah. random little moments at a yep. pizza shop in Situate. Yeah, right. exactly. As much as it feels like chaotic or like, you know, absurd in the moment, you're like, why am I crying in a pizza shop? Like, that's beautiful <laughs> that your brain holds that space and is like, this reminds me of my brother. And it's like sucks because you just want to be able to f pick up your damn pizza and not yeah. have a whole scene in the pizza shop. Literally. But you know what? Like, but that's if processing. anyone who has anything to say about it, like let that that energy flow because that is like that is like those memories that you will always hold for him. Yeah, absolutely. Know? It's the ebbs and flows. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like micro scale is definitely like probably hitting me harder than, okay, no, I can't say that. But it is the reminders every day yeah. that really get you, that really, really get you. So, like, obviously, macro, like, my family is not here anymore. Like, I can't turn to my blood and look for things that, you know, like, support mm -hmm. and guidance. Bruh, I will, and... I will forever feel guilty <laughs> for how many times I rolled my eyes at the long, nonsensical conversations I that you know. had on the phone with your mom. I know. But, God, do I fucking miss them. Yeah, the nonsense with my mom, the nonsense with my brother, like, mm -hmm. all that. Like, I just feel like I miss being mad at my brother for dumb stuff. <laughs> like, I miss those, like, little things. Like, right. they meant a lot. And of course, yeah. they still do. They do. And they still do. Yeah. And they, you know, live in, live on in so many ways, but that, you know, doesn't make it any fucking easier. Yeah. And you know? I mean, I we can say it a million times in different ways, but I just commend you so much for, you know, Daisy bringing you into my life. But you really are one of the strongest and most resilient women that I know on this planet. And and you never should have had to be. And you never yeah. should have I had to be. I appreciate the um, compliment of being strong and resilient. I mean, you, you didn't I have do. a choice. And I, I just didn't have a choice and it sucks yeah. that I didn't have a choice. Right. Like, I don't they, wanna be, I don't yeah. want, why? Exactly, wanna life forced, forced <laughs> that upon you. But yeah. you know what, like that, that you know, you are so strong, regardless of what you've been through. Yeah. And you're I've proven to myself that I can pretty much take it on, take on the world by myself. Seriously, I, but I the God, universe needs can. to fuck off for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Can, can we calm down? Can, can we calm down? Seriously. I, I, let me have like a good 10 can years. Can she be gentle for like 20 years? Like at least 30, <laughs> I think my I think my last question, unless Daisy, you have another question for her, would be, you know, anybody who's going through a, a 
traumatic loss right now. Is there any advice or just a comment you'd like Something to say to they, someone? You feel like they should know um, or hear. So I would say take, do your best to voice how you're feeling. Like tell your friends, tell your people and accept the help that they want to give. Ask for help because I'm not quick to ask for help. I'm not quick nope. to ask for a, an ear even. Like just getting your words out and having people listen and expressing just how bad it is really can help. Right. So like, don't be afraid to not be strong, I guess. Just letting it out like without any answers. Yeah. So you don't need any yeah. answer. You don't like asking for guidance in these moments isn't a bad thing. Like it's not unexpected. So yeah. Right. Do, yeah. do what you need to get through. It's yeah. not a bad thing. It, I, I, I go ahead. I've also just want to come. I'm just going to compliment you some more. I <laughs> noticed such a growth, like, Forced growth, like unfair growth, but like such a growth in you in doing those things. Like I, I know that you're not somebody who asks for help often. You've always been independent. You don't need people around you. You've you've shown that, you know, but beyond that, like that doesn't mean you don't want people around you. Right. That doesn't mean you don't want that support. And that right. doesn't mean that just because it's hard to ask for it sometimes doesn't mean that you don't want those things. So yeah. like, but I've noticed like a growth in like you, like being like, I need to dive in on this shit. Like yeah. I need to take space for this. And it's like, hell yeah, because it can be so hard to do that. And so I give you a lot of credit for taking the space that you need more and more every day because that's Thank fucking you. hard. Of yeah. course, I love you. <laughs> it is hard. So do it when it's hard. <laughs> so fucking do it. Do it. <laughs> take do the it. space for yourself. Like literally give yourself as much grieving time as possible. Yeah. Don't rush it. All right, I think we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! A little shake off. My All right, goodness. shake it off. Everybody take a breath. Shout out to Mikey. We fucking love you. Shout oh, out to I'm Michelle. Oh, I'm sorry. Give us all the information about the memorial. Oh, okay. So back to that. So That you planned all yourself. She went to town councils and meetings and did all of this herself. Absolutely. And she is an absolute gotta, badass. Gotta shout out her, the, a supportive crew, absolutely, yeah, of, so of Mikey's homies. Yeah. So there was a crew of people and they were all very close with Mike and very, you know, related. They were all related through sports mostly. Mm -hmm. Not all only. He had so many friends for so many reasons, but a lot of these friends, um, they were close through sports and stuff. Yep. And they brought it up to me saying that they wanted to host a memorial, a yearly memorial to, um, in Mike's name. And so I kind of took that idea I didn't steal it by any means I I joined their crew of people like in their ideas and I kind of made it a lot more than that they were thinking yeah, right. she popped it off I, I, <laughs> I took that idea and I absolutely ran with it so yes. their idea was obviously just a memorial yearly and together you all have created and the at this point it's the MDS flag football tournament and what we're doing so yeah it's a flag football tournament that was the idea from the get-go, but um, basically we've had to start a nonprofit to make it as, you know, um, very legit as we can. So we started it as a nonprofit and we're deciding to use the proceeds to donate in Michael's name to the Situate High graduating seniors for the next five years. As scholarships. As scholarships. So it is a fundraiser memorial at this point and I've reached out, I've, created the nonprofit basically like on my own. I've created the, 
You've created the nonprofit on your own. Just say it. <laughs> Just take so the, the credit. So the nonprofit is put together pretty much by me. And then after that, a lot of the friends who have helped along the process um, uh, have done like a lot of the background work. But I've pretty much been the one rallying to make sure that we have food at the event, to make sure we have girl put together. I have put and together like, the entire event. Definitely not trying to undermine trying anyone's to- role because... Like these Stop guys talking have them. been. We're talking about us. <laughs> okay, so. These guys have been They're incredible, not. but merch, food vendors, like I am like so concessions, proud of all the work sponsors, teams, like pennies, all these different materials have all come together. And it's not even about the materials. I'm just so proud of me not only having this idea come to life, but actually executing every part of the process. And it's not just that I've executed it because I obviously have had help. There's no doubt about that. But I have been involved in every part of the process and I've made sure that it's been as the best that it possibly can be. I have not let anything go to the wayside. Girl Everything has like on- learned what the things are didn't even know what half of these things are, learned what they are and did them and made them happen. Whatever the hell is you have to do for a nonprofit, she figured it out and she did that shit. Whatever you had to do to go and like set it up with like the town, she did that shit. Like, I had to like Figuring dress up and all go to meetings. Up. There's a picture of to- her on like CCTV <laughs> for like the town. Oh, at the like board, like talking to the board, looking all the fish with some of her crew there. It's pretty badass, honestly. So yeah. where and when? So this event is happening at the Sidgwood High School on July 2nd. It's about 10 days away from when we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. So we're getting very close. Um, the event starts at 9 a.m. and it's a tournament style so like brackets. Um, bracket style tournament with like, we're, we're estimating about 12 teams are going to be playing and we're trying to get like last minute teams signed up right now. <laughs> and what time? Um, so the, it starts till... at 9 a.m. Probably it'll go until it ends. We're thinking three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Cool. We've awesome. got food. We've got music. We've got raffles. We have... All, a whole bunch of entertainment, so it's, it's gonna be, it's, gonna, a be time. it's beyond just a tournament for like the players. No, it's gonna it's be a event. vibe that Mikey would have got down with. It's an event <laughs> for the whole entire town, and um, I'm so proud of it. And we will 100% put all of this information in the show description Absolutely. so everybody can access it. A little um, bit more clear and concise. <laughs> we're just hyping you up. That's yeah. why we're called rambling with purpose here. Oh, yeah. If we were clear and concise, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> okay, we're switching gears. Okay. Yeah. Ridiculous questions. All right. Here we come. Curly, we want you in. All right. Turn that mic on. <laughs> okay. Kath, start us off. Number one. Is everyone ready? I'm ready. Ready. Because I've literally made these questions and I don't know my answers yet. Kill, fuck, marry. Avocados, potatoes, and garlic. Oh my god. Okay, everybody take a moment. Whoever has their answer first, answer because I literally don't know my answer. No. Okay, so gosh. Earlier, I I thought this question was different. I heard a snippet of this question and I thought it was onions, garlic, and avocado. Now it's not as easy. It's not as easy anymore. (laughs) I love that word. Curly looks like he's got an answer. Got an answer? Mm, I'll marry potatoes. Okay. I think that's, yeah. A lot you can do with them. So much. Yeah, because if you kill potatoes, you can't have any potatoes. French Ever. fries, mashed potatoes, yeah, I mean, potato so chips, like yeah. tater tots. Gnocchi. Um, I'll <laughs> fuck the avocado. Yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I will get into it with the avocado. Yeah, sorry. I, I didn't make these questions around. So you're there killing garlic? <laughs> yeah, I can't wow. have garlic breath. No. Oh no. Pro. Okay. Um, I, I've got mine. I would kill the avocado. Sorry, Avo. You're just too plain for my liking. <sighs> I would it's a marry the garlic and fuck the potato. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I, love the garlic. I think mine's gonna be and I say this with huge sadness in my heart. I know. I don't like I'm gonna kill the avocado. I don't like I killing the kill avocado, the av- but I, I have think... to kill the avocado. Yeah. I have to. It's only right. I cannot live. Garlic it's is only a staple. Right. <laughs> I'll take the garlic can, breath any day. I can mm. I cannot survive without garlic and potatoes. Same. I think I'm marrying the potato, Neff and the garlic. I'm I'm marrying potatoes and fucking the garlic. All right, are we all? On, that means we're all on the same page. I think I did a little bit. Opposite. Oh, you're marrying garlic. I'm marrying the garlic. Oh, I like you want the garlic. them for lifelong. I put garlic in every meal. That's I what make. I mean. Every single one. I use Not potatoes, garlic though. Oh, I, I like use rice. garlic more, so that's why I'm gonna. F- <laughs> I love you. It's like, it's like a passion for you. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Let's get away from this one. Why are you blushing I'm over blushing garlic? now. <laughs> over garlic. Over, over garlic. garlic. She. <laughs> okay, you ask the next one. Oh, shoot. Okay, my phone closed. Hold on. Okay, then I'll ask the next go. one. Go. Uh, what is oh. something you're embarrassed about from your childhood that you still think of to this day? Oh, I know. Oh boy, how much time do we have? <laughs> how far back well, are we going? Let's go deep. As far back as you want. Um, I mean, I relayed to everyone last week on the podcast that I am a chronic pants here. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I pissed too. my pants many times. Okay, Wait, thank you. Uh, Hurley and I could not relate last up. Thank so you. I actually all the time. But I both. <laughs> Both of them were like, I've never peed my pants in my life. I've I was had like, a kid, Come though. on, guys. <laughs> oh my god, I oh, peed my pants. I've peed I have, my pants before. I have in general, yeah. Oh, I've peed in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. we were talking about bed wetting. Oh, okay. So I've peed my pants a lot. I've wet my bed once, but I was dreaming that I was on the toilet. I remember it specifically. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. I know it sounds like a. It sounds fake, but I really thought I was sitting on the toilet. <gasps> oh that's my so god! And I was upset so when she I was woke thinking up. she was sleepwalking, like you do, Hurley, onto the toilet, <laughs> and, and then she peed her bed just like you do, Kath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my gosh. I have one. I don't know. I think I don't. Th- I said this recently to someone, but I don't think it was on the pod. I was in summer camp. I think you I told you to this. Me. Yeah, yep. I was in summer camp, and every day I went to summer camp, I would wear my bathing suit under my clothes, and like just like I wouldn't even have to go to the changing room when it was time to go swimming. So like I was like seven or eight, and it was like a rainy day. So they were like, "Oh, you guys don't have to swim if you don't want to." I was like, "I want to." Ripped off my shirt screamed because I didn't have my bathing suit on, terrified for the rest of my life, hollered and like ran away into like the changing room. <laughs> a, ca- a counselor was like holding me. I was like crying. They just like had a towel over me. I was crying so bad. They gave me a freeze pop and they called my mom to come get me. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> so I was like, could not recover after that. I was so embarrassed. I was a baby, it. so I shouldn't have been that embarrassed, but like clearly already had been instilled in my brain that that was not okay. I'm trying so to- funny. I'm trying to think. I, I, uh, somewhat just like trauma. I don't, I don't know about like, embar- like it's embarrassing Do because I, really, I was traumatized. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, I, I came up with this converse, this question and, or did you come up with this question? I think I did. I don't know, but I'm about to put myself on blast and I really don't want to, but like, Ooh. I guess we're here. It's we're here, man. Purpose. This sucks. Why do, why <laughs> do we have to? Why do we put this question on here? No, because I have to be honest. <laughs> oh, I don't even, I don't even know if I can appropriately tell mine. Okay. 
Pick one that's appropriate for all those in the room. You guys will never know. <laughs> You'll never know what I'm talking I'll, about. Hurley and I will bring it back up on another app. <laughs> all right. Screw you guys. Hurley, do you have one? Okay. Go. Oh, you just go. Just go. Just don't mind me. Um, let's see. I did actually pee my pants in the middle of a baseball game. <laughs> that I was wow. I was like on like second base or something, and Aww. we were just taking the inning was just taking so long. <laughs> I don't know if anyone realized it though. But to switch it up, I was just gonna say I'm constantly reminded by Facebook memories. Um, all of my very cringy statuses. So. Oh my God, yeah. that's yeah. a big one. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. The stuff you used to post, honestly, I should go through my Facebook and probably delete I delete do. some of them because I, I can't to. handle yeah, the embarrassment. No, because, and also 13 year old me was like trying to be like a girl who shouldn't be saying things she should be saying. Oh, bless, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, do it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do my best to appropriately describe this. Um, I was a teenager in high school, you know, doing what all teenagers do and exploring their bodies. Okay, I think you're picking yep. up what I'm putting down. Yep, correct. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, cue the moment where you forget to lock oh, your door, and cue no. the moment where your father walks in. Oh no. no. That's actually trauma. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's not just embarrassing. No, one, of my, one of my uh, one of my exes literally told me to stop telling people my like, embarrassing story. So fuck you. <laughs> that, that was no. rude. That's, that, that was rude of them. But yeah. um, <laughs> he's like, don't put that on. My I ass. would. Yeah, that would hurt. That would really. Yeah, it was weird. Hurt. That would hurt. Uh, to this day, we've never talked about it. Of Ever. Of course not. Ever. I don't, either, even know, I don't even know what happened. I like blacked out. Of, yeah, understandably so. Blacked it's either out. you talk about it right after. It's never talked about. No, it was never period. talked about. Yeah, no. Did you tell us I, one? Kay? I haven't. I hope to God my dad doesn't listen to this. Oh, that's you can just you can Sorry. just tell him to Nick. <laughs> don't do that. that episode. That episode not <laughs> for you. I, I genuinely hope it's just like out of his memory, like yeah. never. And then happened. you remind him. <laughs> no <laughs> <Through> this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this to myself. Honestly, I'm just embarrassing. Can we just change this to like embarrassing Kathy? <laughs> okay, so I have like so many embarrassing. Well, I categorize myself as embarrassing constantly. <laughs> just I overall, constantly embarrass you're myself. Embarrassing. Um. <laughs> I I don't know if this is like a top like a number one by any means, but this is really sticking what out comes of my head. To mind? I I was in middle school and I was wearing just like pants that were too tight on me because I was like I I don't need a bigger size like mm-hmm. but, like you Why know that, you that? Where, where I was that person I was that person and I convinced myself that I. And I bought pants that were too small. Anyhow, <laughs> so I'm walking up the stairs and they're simultaneously too tight but too long because I'm a short person and I have a handful of books and my like crush from like fifth grade, like I'm probably in eighth grade now. So like the crush that I've had I for a she's long, long, long time <laughs> and like all of his like handsome friends are walking by and I was like, hi, and I tripped on the stairs. I dropped all of my books and oh. my entire ass came out like oh. like a lot of my ass like oh. like not just the butt like the top of the crack like a lot of it oh. it was out oh my gosh i could never recover from that 
There was no coming back. No, there was I thought nothing. I had a chance before that with the boy. No, You're like it's over. It's it was done. It just killed. You there's just killed your own done. crush. So that was like probably one of the really like early memories. But there's there's worse ones later. Uh, the more yeah 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 yeah. When you, you can leave. You can when leave you brought up your um your mishap with locking doors, I've definitely been walked in on by my friends, like with my old partners. Oh. And that's embarrassing. Yeah. Because like we, it was like middle of the day and like. <laughs> was this back at like the crew house? Yeah. yeah. This is like when I lived in a house where like people would kind of just show up unannounced and just kind of like walk the in the door. And we were. Doing enjoying stuff. each Getting other's down. presence and <laughs> I'm we were very much so nude and we got seen <laughs> and that was embarrassing but I, for some reason it wasn't as embarrassing as being butt crack out in front of my crush <laughs> nothing is more embarrassing than reason. being in middle school I mean, school dude. is just traumatic in middle general. school dude middle school. times 10 I think that was it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it's okay. We're all in this together in our embarrassment. All right, Kat. I honestly this is... feel good getting off that, getting that off my chest. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> the world knows. I'm laughing. I'm smiling. This is funny. <laughs> um, this one's from Kath. What is a random movie you loved as a child and watched on repeat? Mm. I know mine. Do you want to think for a second? I have to think. Yeah, go ahead, Kath. Mine's Drop Dead Fred. Oh, I don't you know. You guys ever that seen one. Drop Dead Fred? No. Oh, it's from, uh, I believe it's from the 80s. I also had an older sister, so. Helps. Yeah. Uh, it was from the 80s, and it was about this little girl who had an imaginary friend who um, goes away because her mom's just like super mean to her and was like, Your imaginary friend like doesn't exist. Like, stop. Like, I she goes I've to therapy this. for this or whatever. And then she goes through a traumatic like life crisis where she's and like, And he comes back. And he comes back. Yes, I've seen it. And it's so it's funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. It's so good. Drop Dead Fred. Mine's The Little Vampire. Oh, I love The Little oh, Vampire. Oh, that's sweet. Was, I was obsessed, guys. I was, like, getting it from Blockbuster, like, on repeat. Like, was that was in my house all the time. I would watch. I would, like, end. I'd rewind it and watch it again. Like, it was <laughs> full obsession with The Little Vampire. I, like, learned how to whistle because of that movie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, <laughs> straight up, I was like, that's why I need to learn how to whistle. I constantly watched as a child. Um... The uh, the land before time. Oh, I love movie. the land before that was time. My shit. The land before time was that my was shit my as shit. well. Yeah, that's a good one. That's pretty crazy. That's exactly what I was gonna <laughs> no say too. Wow, <laughs> look that. That was influential. That movie really got stuck yeah. with us. Tree star oh for life. Gosh. Yeah, such a good oh, one. Oh, I love heart. it. That's both of yours. That's funny. Grayson, what's your favorite movie ever that you watch over and over? SpongeBob. The SpongeBob movie. Classic. Oh, the SpongeBob movie. Great answer. That is a really great answer. Thank you, Gray. <laughs> uh, this is specifically for Kaylee. What is the most badass thing about being a mom? S spoiler alert, Kaylee's a mom. I'm a mom. <laughs> you um, couldn't tell. And what is the worst thing about being a mom? <laughs> so I, and you have to say it in front of your okay, son. <laughs> so the best part about being a mom is like watching the small child be an awesome person. Like I love that. I created a great person. That yeah, is did. absolutely yes. Like, hype that one. up again. Like you did create a great <laughs> little human. I love getting complimented on how like nice and genuine he is, and how smart he is, and how respectful he is, and I'm how funny proud. he is. I'm just proud of <laughs> like having a nice awesome sweet child. That is great, and also like I get to go do fun kid stuff with him. Like, yes, going to like 
uh, little amusement parks. Like a few years ago, we went to Storyland in New Hampshire, and yeah. I it brought back so many memories. Aww. I never thought I would actually like ever go. Like, who thinks to go back? You wouldn't go there and without the, without it. your eight year old. And I loved it. <laughs> um, oh. So yeah, those little things are amazing. And then worst part is probably not being able to do anything or having to always take your kid everywhere <laughs> he doesn't want to be here he doesn't want to be here and i don't want to put him through this yep. but he he has to come with me everywhere or i have to go with him everywhere he has to go well right. soon he'll be in double digits yeah. true and he can probably stay home a little bit longer a <laughs> couple hours on his own won't hurt him how's that sound to you grayson Good. <laughs> he said good. <laughs> He's looking forward to it. He's ready for it. So yeah, the biggest struggle is probably time. Literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that does make it so tough. Thankfully, he's he's at least a respectful, sweet, hilarious little homie to bring along with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, he, and he rips at skateboarding. <gasps> yeah, he's gonna be the next famous eight-year-old skateboarder. Look out for little Gray. Little Gray. Oh, I like <laughs> that nickname. <laughs> Ripping it up. up. I, I got you, Lindsay. If you thank you, yeah, because I can't keep my phone open. <laughs> um, what is the craziest thing you've done as a kid? Mm. I've done some pretty. Wild Are we shit. thinking like crazy, as in like maybe you weren't supposed to be doing it and you're yes. wilding out, or like, crazy like how did you do that? You can do whatever you okay. want. Like, being, like I'm thinking like being a bad kid or just being mine's crazy being a bad kid, <laughs> but you can do whatever you want. Don't give Grayson ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they're, they're bad. They're bad. They're bad. I know. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a good kid either. So. I wasn't. I wasn't a good kid at all. So I. Sorry, mom and dad. I was so mean to my parents. Um, craziest I don't think thing. I put my parents through any like extreme amounts of trauma but as a teenager I was not a good person I just I mean I don't think any teenager yeah yeah person. I think teenage, teenage years, years is when the crazy came in yeah like, more so so I one thing that probably sticks out to me though is this is like not okay and I definitely <laughs> apologize for doing this but when I was a teenager, I was at my cousin's house, and she's like, "Tell she, you're like you're telling Michelle right uh, now." You're like, I'm "So, so sorry." I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was at my cousin's house, and I heard from a friend, another friend of mine, that it was like hilarious to prank call not only like human beings but like corporations, big corporations, and so we like kind of ran with that. And then, like, this friend is like, oh, yeah, I have prank called the suicide hotline. <gasps> Not funny. Bruh. Not funny. Oh, my I God. I called the suicide hotline, and I prank called them, and they were not okay with it. And Did they send? They sent the cops to my house, to my, right, to my cousin's so. house. Rightfully so. They had every. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they got taken seriously. Okay. Oh, my it God. Okay. To your cousin's house, was your mom there? No. So oh I was in God. Rhode Island with my cousins and I immediately, <laughs> it was like midnight when it was happening. So I immediately got sent from the cousins that I was at to my other cousins who I wasn't visiting. It was kind of like a punishment thing. It was like, you can't you're hang leaving. out with the homies You're leaving. Anymore, yeah. And then immediately the next day I was sent home. So I it, it makes out of Rhode Island. Honestly, I thought I was going to take the cake, but I'm going to say you take that the crown on bad. this one. That was bad of me. That was very bad. Right? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I don't even know why anybody would be like, hey, this is a great idea. I was influenced, and I, I'm sorry. You're, Grayson, you're I was don't influenced. let people influence you, is the story, is the Stop learning. Stop listen. He's not listening to us. <laughs> He's got the iPad. He doesn't need us. 
Um, my bad thing as a kid that comes to mind, um, I did a bunch of bad things because I was that little girl who loved hanging out with older kids. So all of my friends were older. So I was like a fifth grader hanging out with like seventh, eighth graders. Oh my goodness. Which is yeah. a total big age difference. Like I, all of my, all of my girlfriends who are older than me, I used, they used to tell their moms that I was 13 for like five years. Like I was 13 for five years because like I was always like 12. Oh my God. <laughs> and um, they uh, had a friend who, I don't know how he stumbled upon this information, but he learned how to break into our schools. So like our elementary schools. Um, so like, don't come for me, Miller Place School District. I'm sorry, but- It's over now. It's over. <laughs> It's over. Uh, so he, we thought it was a great idea to all walk over to one of the elementary schools. There was two, and we broke into it. And like honestly, like what? What is the point of breaking into a fucking school? Yeah, there's like, like we're like being yeah, in there with we're just badass. We literally we stole like I don't know in the custodian's office there was like stop signs and like street signs. Like we stole those. <laughs> and then this one's really mean. It's like. Everybody knows the Scholastic Book Fair that you looked forward to. Love that shit. Apparently there was a Scholastic Book Fair going on. And uh, you know how they had like those cases they would bring in that go down the hallways. <gasps> we ruined the entire Scholastic Book Fair. You did. Oh. Did you guys get caught? Nope. You're so lucky. Oh my gosh. We, we never That's got before caught. Cameras this, in person, this person, that was my one time I did it. Um, and I just ruined a Scholastic Book Fair. That's all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. But uh, that person actually like continued doing it and did some really bad things. Oh <laughs> she picks her nails. Yeah. <laughs> Picking nails. And I'm not going to put them on blast, but something started to go missing and I probably know where they are. Oh. So that was me. Come on. That Somebody is um, me. He's pointing one. at me. Either uh, way. Either way. Um, you go. Mine's really lame. Right. Well, I wasn't really a kid. This was more in high school. But... Um, me and my friends used to always like do enough where if we ever gotten caught by the cops, they would just be like, stop. <laughs> like we <laughs> just, would never get like arrested for it, but it was always, line. yeah. So like there was one time we like, there's a camp, like a summer camp in my hometown that has like a lake and a zip line, but they take the actual handlebar off when they're not actually using the like camp. Like in session, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, right? so no one Instead, uses it. <laughs> Liability. Unless. I have a bunch of engineering friends who know how to make a handlebar. <laughs> oh and my God. decided to climb up and, and use it ourselves. But I we didn't actually, it. we weren't actually able to um, do it until some guy came in. <gasps> oh no. And then we used to take a bunch of like wooden pallets that like all these businesses used to, like are we at a ice cream place in my hometown too? Like they used to get shipments on wooden pallets and they would just throw them all away. So we just took them all and put it in our truck and then like had a huge bonfire on this beach at my friend's neighborhood. That's that so fun. Down and like the entire beach. Yeah, we had one that Big was like bonfire. 15 feet tall. Oh, <laughs> not okay. oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I love it. That's awesome. That's Mine, fun. <laughs> I can't think of one until I'm back in high school, like sneaking out and whatever. Like I did oh, snuck yeah, I out a couple times, you know, out the window, left like the fake stuff in the bed or whatever. So I'm, but I'm going to go to when I was like six or five. <laughs> it's not that crazy. It's kind of cute and goofy. I, my parents were having a party. And so there was a lot of people over our house and I, rem I was like, you know, they had dressed me up or whatever. And like, I was trying to chat with them. And I remember like, trying to talk with my parents' friends and, 
you know how like when there's like a kid in a group like of adults and like they say something and everyone laughs because it's cute or they laugh because they're saying something wrong or whatever. Okay, so that's probably what happened. Like I, I was like just talking, thinking I'm like interacting and socializing with all my parents, adults, friends, and they like laughed at me and I was like hyper offended. I was like, that wasn't supposed to be funny. Like what, you think I'm not an adult? You think I'm like a baby? Like what the hell? And so I like got super upset and it must've happened like once or twice or whatever. And I think I even like told one of the people, they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, you guys keep laughing at me. And they're like, it's cause you're cute. And I'm like, I don't want to be cute. I want to talk. Like, so I went to my room and I packed up a suitcase and, you left. and I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Did they notice? I, wanna, I literally. What, what did the suitcase look like? It was, I think it was one of my dad's old briefcases. Oh my God. <laughs> so picture like a tiny little bleach blonde girl in like a little dress and maybe like a little like sweater over top of it with a briefcase that probably touches the ground when she holds it. <laughs> and I literally remember I have like such a vivid Im image of me like grabbing a bunch of my little shoes <laughs> like they weren't even just shoes some of them weren't even matching <laughs> like I think I might have grabbed other things but it was mostly shoes and I go outside and someone's like oh what are you doing with that I was like I'm leaving I'm running away and again they laughed at me and I was like you mother <laughs> like I this you is monsters. why I'm leaving <laughs> like, go to run away right I'm running away there's all these rocks on the side of our property that like overlook the the street and so I ran away and I sat on the rocks where like no one could see me anymore because it was like totally away from where the party was. And <laughs> so I was, you like, didn't technically run away. You like, just stayed you guys. at the rock. I spot. like walked a little bit further than that and I got scared. <laughs> came back. <laughs> so I came back <laughs> to the rocks and I sat on, I think we called it turtle rock or, or frog rock or something. And I was sitting on there like crying, raging, upset by myself. This little girl with a briefcase. <laughs> Well, everyone else is having a Just party. Put your thumb out. Literally, I'm like, someone come save me from the mean adults. When the reality hits that, like, nobody's either like coming for no you one's or looking you don't know for where me. You're going. No one was looking for me <laughs> at all, and I definitely like, didn't know where I was around. going. My favorite when oh. you were a kid is like when when your parents were finally just like completely fed up with you because you're being an okay. absolute like maniac for no reason, like in a store or something. And I'm like, you know what? I'm leaving. And then they go, bye. Mm -hmm. And then you go. Wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going anywhere. I used to. I used to hide in like the clothes hanger things too, in like oh Macy's. My God, yeah. Looking at Grayson. Yeah, for that one. Yep. All the time. <laughs> I remember one time back on that story of like leaving with your parents. I was in the grocery store. Me and my brother and my mom, and we told my brother. Or my brother was being a dingus so he we, he was like sent out to the car first, and so I think he went out to the car, and then so. My mom was like, all right, we'll be right out there. We're leaving. We're, we're going to leave. And so for some reason, he didn't go to the car. He never ended up at the car. We go to the car. He's not at the car. <gasps> and so we're like, we go back into Shaw's and we're like looking for him. And he's not there. And he's walking down 3A because he was like, I'm leaving, leaving. Oh. So we were shook. We had no <laughs> idea. We like, we Gosh. literally called the cops and he was like found walking down 3A. Mikey. Yeah. We were older <laughs> at this point. We were probably like 12. He was like, fine, fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Yeah, he really left us. <laughs> oh, he really left. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So hysterical. Mikey. 
freaky. I can like remember that like what he was wearing and everything because we like had to like tell the cops. Like we went into like the back room of the Shaws so we could see him like walking in and out on the camera, and they were like, "Yeah, he really left." Like it was intense. That was is actually that's really a lot. intense. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot. So a lot. Much. Oh so my gosh! Don't actually leave. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> don't <laughs> run away from your people. Don't Just actually. take a breath, go for a walk, and come back. <laughs> Well, thank you so oh much for joining us, Kaylee. We really appreciate you yeah, being dude. open yeah. and vulnerable and talking about something that is so difficult, but so many people can resonate with. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you guys for having me. This is honestly, it has been a sigh of relief to be able to talk about these types of things. Oh, yeah. Not that I don't talk, but, you know, just yeah. being always good to take being that space. Being given the space and, you Face know. your fears, baby. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's part of it, too, man. Well, dude, I love you so much, and I can't I wait for this tournament. I'm so excited yeah, to watch we'll, it pop off. We'll report so back to the humans in the mic and we'll let you know how it goes. put all the details in the comments. Um, is there any way to donate to it if you don't attend? Yeah, so you can... to. To give money to the organization, you, there is basically the sign up for teams. The teams are what are going to create most of the revenue, but there's also a spot for donations and a spot for sponsorships. Amazing! So we'll put so, that link in the in the yeah. notes. Yeah, well. yeah. The links are basically in one. So, so if you guys easy. go to MDS Flag Football on Instagram, there's a link right in the bio. Yep. So you guys can find it in there. You have to scroll down a little bit for donations and sponsors and things, but it's all there. We be linking it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Human, thanks so much for listening. And thank you again to Kaylee. Thank you. And thank you to everyone in this world. Continue being gentle to yourselves, all that good stuff. And pee your pants. (laughs) We love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 